And welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Every single hour this morning, we're passing out $1,000. Normally around 10 after. I'm a little lazy. Might be a little, a little later than that. But every single hour, we'll pass out $1,000. We also have Shine Down tickets. They're playing the Cavelli Center, Youngstown. That show not till March. Tickets actually not on sale for another two days, I believe. But we'll get you hooked up. And we'll do those around 8.30 this morning. We'll get you hooked up for Shine Down tickets. I know you're a Cavs fan, Tomer, in, uh, in action last night. I know it was just preseason, but you're the biggest Cavaliers fan I know, and I didn't get a chance to see any of this, so I'm curious because I'm very interested in this year's team. I said at the end of last season, you know, or when LeBron made his decision, that you don't want to lose the greatest athlete in the game, right? You don't want to lose the best player, but I'm almost more interested to see this Cavaliers team than I was last year's because I felt like I knew what last year's Cavaliers team was. You're a player that's good enough to take the rest of this squad to the NBA Finals and then not win it. So, like, I kind of know that. Where it's like, I'm not expecting the NBA, you know, finals. I'm maybe not even expecting the playoffs here, but I want to see what is being built here. And I'm almost more excited on the Cavs now. Did Colin Sexton do anything impressive last night? Scored 15 points. And I think that was off of, I can't remember how many shots it was, but no, it was, it was, it was a victory for the Cavaliers last night, which I know a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, man, Cavs beat the Celtics. It's all over now. (laughs) It's preseason basketball, guys. I mean, you gotta, you gotta calm down and, and keep that in perspective, but. I guess, you know, just like anything else, dude, what you expect out of something is going to dictate how happy you are with it. And you have to have very different expectations of a team this year. Um, do I do I do I think that the Cavaliers are going to be as bad as they were post LeBron that first time out? I don't think so. Just because they have Kevin Love is somebody to anchor things around and they still have some, you know, talented NBA players. Like, I mean, I know Kyle Korver very much felt like, well, he was a specialist just around LeBron, but like he's a quality player that's able to go do things and like play a different style of basketball than what we were used to seeing him as. So I'll agree with you. There's a new level of excitement where it's different. It's just not, it's not the same thing as it's been for the past four years. I feel like if I turn the Cavs on now, I don't know the end of the story. Where when we had LeBron James, I knew the end of the story. In Milwaukee on a Tuesday night, we win. Right. But come the NBA Finals, it's like, well, we're going to lose. And I, I guess it's just like, what would you rather have? A movie that you've seen before that you know you kind of like? Or this new movie that you're like, eh, maybe this will be good, maybe this will be bad? Well, what would I rather have? I'd rather have LeBron James. Right. Because then at least I have a shot at a championship. All Then also you're going deep into the playoffs. So, I mean, the team's playing longer. So all the businesses downtown are getting more business than that whole thing. So ultimately, that's what I would rather have. But as a casual viewer, I think the Cavs are interesting to me on on that level of, oh, okay. Because again, on a Tuesday night in Milwaukee, I don't have to watch it. Like, I don't because I know what LeBron's going to do. I think I, I would think most casual viewers, not maybe most casual Cavs fans, but most casual viewers probably feel the opposite where it's oh, like, yeah. I would rather watch the greatness as opposed to the, eh, I don't know, I don't know, are they going to win? Are they going to lose? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm probably in the minority here. I, but there's something interesting to me about a team that kind of has to pick itself up, dust itself off after the greatest athlete in the game, greatest player in the game, just walks away from you. That there's something like, how do you respond? Who are these guys? What do they do now? And I think it's interesting. I also think it's going to be very interesting to see if I'm right or wrong on Tyron Lue. Because I think think Ty Lue's overrated. I have said for, and I can't walk it back now, I've said it plenty of times. I think the guy's overrated, and I think he got lucky in the fact that he inherited LeBron James. Where I'm not sure he can take a ragtag bunch of guys and then turn it into something. 
I think you obviously, when you have the opportunity in front of you to have one of the all-time greats, you are going to accommodate them. You have to. You have there's, to. there's just there's just sure. any other way to do to do it would That's be how foolish. Our boss handles me. So it's 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 almost like it's almost his first year. You know what I'm saying? Like it's almost his first year in this because it's like you'd no longer have that. You have to come up with obviously the schemes are different, the plays are different, like the the focus of of everything is different. So it, it'll be really interesting to see what he's able to do. This is the most work he's had to do in a while because you're right. You have to completely change that game plan around. And he no longer has a coach on the floor. LeBron is one of the smartest NBA basketball players as far as like playing the game and knowing the game and like that whole thing. He's a very cerebral player. So once you take that off that court, you're going to have to rely on the head coach a little bit more. Well, and I wonder how much of that is going to be like, well, yeah, dude, I was I was calling this player, I was you know calling this defensive set or whatever. But LeBron, did but what LeBron he switched it. So like, mm. how how much of that will be you know will 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 like. His plan actually be executed now, as opposed to audibles being called on you know the line. What? That's actually a really good point, and you know you can make the NFL analogy with Aaron Rodgers because a lot of guys. Greg Jennings has come out since retiring and saying, "Dude, that was part of Aaron Rodgers' problem is that he knows he's got that arm, so he wants to use it." It's like when you, you know what I mean? When you have a talent, you want to use it, and so sometimes they would call plays, and Aaron would be like, "Nah, dude, I'm not doing that," and he would like audible out of a good situation because he just wants to use his arm. Well, and especially when you are an elite all-time talent where it's like both those guys are in very rare air. Yes. It's not like they're just like decent players who are like, eh, well, I'll, I'll depend on my skill set. These are, these are all-time great guys who want that pressure or if nothing else feel like they're the only one who can deal with that pressure. So it's like, yeah, man, if I'm going to depend on my arm or this running back, of course I'm going to call my arm every time. Yeah. Because yeah, I yeah. have control of my arm. Sure. I know I know what's going to happen there. Right. right, absolutely. And I think, honestly, that has hurt Aaron Rodgers occasionally. Now, the LeBron thing's different just because I think one guy can take over a basketball game more than one guy can take over an NFL game. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you get LeBron can dominate and be out there and you know you play both sides of the ball and so the, the NBA is a little different in that regard and I think it's more okay that LeBron kind of does it than it than it is for a quarterback. LeBron making his uh his 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 debut in the in the Lakers last night. It looks night. weird. I felt more bothered when I saw him in a Heat jersey. I think at this point it's just like, yeah, whatever, bro. It's not necessarily seeing him there. Um, but last night during the announcements, I don't know if you saw this online this I morning. No. They like announced him, and like their announcer was just like, "We're in our number twenty three, six foot eight from St. Vincent St. Mary's, LeBron James," and like it just felt so like. Like to him, I'm sure LeBron has to look around and be like, "What am I doing? Where'd my kingdom go? Like, where where are these adoring fans? Like, where is like the ability well, for me? That's to, like, LA, and it yeah, it was I, that's what it was. It was very LA to me. And, and like, dude, you ain't in Cleveland anymore. You're not. No, dude, like that's just it. LeBron James, like the people don't under like if you've never been to Los Angeles or if you've never lived in California, you don't get it. Like they just don't care. That's why do you think every celebrity lives there even when they're not filming movies? Is because people don't care. You're just another person walking down the street. People got too much stuff to be going on. There's too much stuff to do. It's the tourists who stop those people in those. You think somebody in Riverside actually cares that they see somebody? No, they got too much going on. We're in Cleveland. It's like, yeah, man, it's like you're the only show in town. You're it. That's the only thing we have, the only thing to cheer for, the only thing that's bringing anybody any joy around here. So, like, yeah, watching that video this morning, I was just like, man, it's got to be a little bit of a mental mind F for him. Yeah, but the studio, I mean, or I'm sorry, the stadium announcer, though, like, come on, dude, like, don't. 
It's your job to get the fan to try to get the fan base into LeBron James. I will. Uh, I'll grab that audio at some point this morning. Yeah, I want to hear uh, that because it was. It was just like Ugh. that. Feels awkward. Yeah. Like premature ejaculation, just like, oh, sorry, I'll get you next time, Bron. I'll get you next time. Your shot at $1,000 every single hour on the program. First one, right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Run Rock 106.9. Passing out those shine down tickets around 8.30. Also, a shot at $1,000 coming up 7 o'clock. That's every hour on the program, by the way. Once an hour, $1,000 up for grabs. All day. Yeah, till 9 o'clock tonight. As a matter of fact, yeah, Fantone's right. Everybody getting uh, Shannon mm-hmm. and Fishhead. Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, I'm i interested to find out how that, that first night of that bowling league with Fishhead went. That was last night, is, uh, is I believe is when they were doing that at AMF. I'm interested to see how that went. I was going to go, and then... Well, my life happened, and right. then I, and then I did. I was like, you know, I'm a little tired. I probably shouldn't do that, but I am gonna go. I'm gonna like just randomly uh, stop out to to a couple of those. I uh, I would assume it was a good time last night, dude. Like I've said all week, dude. Fishhead just seems like the bowling type to me. Budweiser heavy in his hand, dude. Just throwing that thing down the lane. I don't know why, but every time I hear the name Fishhead, I just think Marlboros rolled up in the sleeve. Oh, yeah, dude. Like why I just not? that's that's just what I think of. You know, it's actually, I was asked the other night. There's, you know, somebody said to me, "I've never met that guy." I said, "Oh, dude, Todd's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in your entire life. Really nice guy." Never met the fish head, dude. Come on, Man, get he's out, out there. there. He is out there. You'll he's know, there. you'll know him because the bubbles are going. Come I on. think you can still get signed up for that at wrqk.com. By the way. Okay. So uh, before the break, Fantone was like, "Hey, man, I watched a little preseason basketball last night. Gave us a little state of the union on the Cavs and that kind of thing." And then we just naturally started talking LeBron because it's like, well, we don't, we no longer have LeBron, and now he's with probably the most popular franchise in the NBA and in, in the Los Angeles Lakers. And then Fantone said to me, he goes, I don't know if you've seen this online yet this morning, but the, the but the the, the announcer just kind of ho hums LeBron, just kind of like ho hums yeah. it, yeah. like it's no big deal. And I get like out in the street and like in LA, it's like, okay, maybe not, right? Because there's so much stuff going on. There's so much, you know, there's so many attractions, so many stars. And like, I think for most people, like George Clooney's a bigger deal than LeBron James because everybody watches movies, not everybody watches basketball. So I get why LA is kind of like, eh, whatever. But like in the stadium. And well, and there's so much lineage to that team, too. I mean, there's just uh, the greatest of the greats played for the Lakers. I mean, we're talking Wilt, Kareem, Kobe, Kobe, Magic, Magic. Shaq. Like the greatest of the greats have all played in that franchise. This is how good the Los Angeles Lakers brand is. Where you can say James Worthy and go, eh. Yeah, I don't even know if he makes top five. <laughs> you, know what I mean? exactly. you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Yeah, I don't right. know if he makes top five. James Worthy would be top five for most NBA <laughs> franchises, but with the Lakers, it's like, ah, eh, maybe he doesn't make it. That's how popular and powerful that brand has been. So I guess this, the, the arena announcer just kind of ho-hums LeBron James. I haven't heard this yet. I can't wait to hear this. And the other board wears number 23, 6'8", 16th campaign from St. Vincent, St. Mary's High School, LeBron James. LeBron James. Okay, that's noticeable for sure. LeBron James. Because, you know, that's noticeable. Now, I don't know. It's preseason basketball, so I don't want to go overboard on this because I haven't seen how many people were there. Now, my guess is there was a ton because it's like, well, LeBron's here. Let's see see what happens. But, But, yeah, run that down again for me. And the other board wears number 23, 6'8". 16th campaign from St. Vincent, St. Mary's High School, LeBron James. 
The crowd sounds like they don't right, care. Right. Uh, unbelievable to me. And like there had to have been that moment. And when I saw it this morning, I was just like, God, dude, LeBron is a brand and he's not necessarily a human like you and I are, but like he's a human being. Mm. And like in your head, you have that moment of like, dude, what am I doing? What, what? Wait, you're not, did you guys don't even care? You had to have had that thought. I don't care what level of human being you are. Adulation feels good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you like that. So like I don't understand. Like they don't care. And LeBron, I think, is is probably very much used to one way or another that big reaction, that big pop. Either Boo! you're on you're on yeah! the road, you're on the road, and you're getting booed, or you're, you're you know you're at, home, you're, you're at home getting love. And I would assume that the the lukewarm reaction probably has to be the biggest punch in the gut to you. Now I, I I'm gonna play devil's advocate on this and, uh-huh. and like and try to help this arena announcer out. Right? Is it maybe welcome to preseason basketball? And when we start the season, now we're gonna get pumped up, but. On the other side of that, like, do you need practice too? Well, this is the Lakers guy. This has been the Lakers dude for the past 30 years. So he's been a part of all this greatness. And I don't know if this was a concentrated effort of like, hey, LeBron, we're going to keep you in your lane. And until you prove yourself as a Laker, you're not going to get the big time treatment. You're not going to get the, because I I understand the what have you done for me lately. It's not even what have you done for me lately. It's what have you done for me, period. At, At this all. point, we have no, we have no history together. Um, but dude, this is like, this, this guy's like re revitalizing your franchise. This guy's going to be the person that is going to sell tickets to your, to your seats. And like, if you can't get hyped for that, I just don't, I, 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 I don't know if you're the right guy for the, for the job. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, it, it, that's kind of crazy. Now, not everyone's going to be Ahmad Crump. I get that. Like, and he does a great job at the Cavaliers games. Even he when does. They, even when they suck, dude. Even during that dark era of Kyrie Irving and, and Tristan Thompson playing, you know, winning twenty games, he was still over the top dude, great. So here's the thing: what those guys do is an art form. There is, there's something to it because you're right. Like when you when you don't have LeBron James, bro, like getting people like invested in that is not easy. There were plenty of times, especially this past season, where the Canton Charge went through some struggles, and when that happens, you it, it's it's just so much. It's so much more of an uphill battle just because you're right. It's like. All right, we're down by 20. Like, what do we do here? And all you can do at that point is like... Watch people walk for the door? <laughs> well, no, I was going to say, is like you try to give as much as you can so they'll give something back. Like, that's when you have to overdo it. That's when it's like, when they're winning, it's easy. It's and, like, it's very simple to get them to be like, hey, make some noise. And people are like, yeah, yeah. winning. The problem with that is, is like, see, where I would suffer with that is you're right. That's exactly what you have to do. But where I would suffer as a human with that is I would be worried about the guy like me in the sands. It's like, does that fat idiot out there not know what the score is? You're out there all night shucking and jiving for me. You haven't looked at the big screen once to see that you're getting trounced. That's I would like this is exactly why I can't sell cars. That's why, like, you know, in between, like, you know, working, you know, radio, people are like, dude, you should go. And it's like, nah, dude, because like, I think about the guy like me who's like, dude, get away from me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, like, I could, ne- I can't do stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not great at you. Not you're, a shucker and jiver. No, you're perfect for that. <laughs> get out there, shine up them Nikes. Get out there, do the things. Get, you know, you're the dude. You're the perfect WB frog. Yeah, I mean, dude. Sometimes, sometimes you just got to be out there and doing it. But I guess the point is here is this should have been a very easy time for this dude to be hype. I mean. Like possibilities so, are endless. Now. So if you're Jeannie Bus today, yeah. who runs the Lakers, where's she on this? Did she give them the directive? Like, dude, let's not we're not the Cavs, so we can't give LeBron control of the Lakers, so let's keep him in check. 
Or is she storming up there going, are you kidding me? I pull off a monster deal. I get the biggest guy in the sport and you're not going to like, you know, yeah, I would you're not going to stroke LeBron. I, I would have to assume, especially when you consider that I wonder where she's at, when you consider that it's it's LeBron James and it's the Los Angeles Lakers, there's going to be a conversation of like, guys. I need more. You, we got it. We got to have more here. I would assume both parties probably feel a little bit like, like we left money on the table because you did. I mean, I don't think it's just Cavaliers who are going to bend over backwards to try to make him be the biggest thing in the world. It'd be interesting to see how that plays out this year because on one hand, it's like, well, we have you for a four-year contract, therefore we don't necessarily have to give you everything like Dan Gilbert did. Yeah, but LeBron's still going to have basketball left after four years. Is he going to be this guy? I don't know. Probably not. But he's still going to be better than most in the league, so don't you want to keep him? And we've seen it. LeBron will go. He'll he'll leave. I mean, so I don't... Is he waking up today going, "Oh God, what did I do?" I don't think. I don't think it's an "Oh God." I don't think this is causing him to reevaluate. No, but there's but been do, a few things, though. Do I think that this will end up being an accumulative effect of like, well, this kind of didn't live up to expectations, and now we're losing, and now I don't have the teammates I need, and now we didn't make the playoffs, or you know whatever I'm like. There's there that I think these things can build up for sure. I mean, he punched a whiteboard during the NBA Finals because he was annoyed. I mean, like th- this is this is who he is. He demands great, and he should. When you're the greatest, you have to demand that. So I'm curious to know where this came from. Did Jeannie bust like? Because I like I said, maybe there's a mentality where she's like, "Look, we're not the Cavs. We don't have to do this. Like we can. We're the Lakers. The Lakers are always going to be the Lakers. Look, he came here because we're the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, but like but, once again, this it, without him, why buy a car not to drive it? Right. Like without him, this isn't happening. So it's like I get what you're saying that it's like we don't have to do this, but that's cutting off your nose to spite your face. You, I agree with you. That. You should want to do this. You should want to hype this this isn't this isn't you giving what do i want to say this isn't you giving preferential treatment in the sense of like he, he's 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 now allowed to break team rules or anything like that this is showmanship this is like this is the smoke and lights this is the kiss makeup that you know it's stupid it's yes. stupid for kiss to take off the makeup just like it's stupid for a basketball team not to not to pump you up here yeah that's a great analogy and it, you're la that's that's what la is it's all pomp and circumstance it's all self-importance it's all stroke job and ego that's all that's all lost i live there it's all los angeles is it's like so what are you doing? Like you gotta ah yeah. I mean I gotta tell you, <laughs> I gotta tell you that was that was not great, dude. What is going on with the charge? I uh, can charge season. Uh, November tenth is when things get opened up right there. That nice. is the home opener. So we got a little bit over a month left. Um, there's been a lot of meetings with them recently over the past couple of weeks, and I think one of the things that we all kind of agreed upon was that like we have to press refresh and we want to freshen things up. So they're making a lot of moves in the civic center. Um, I know they're gonna put a uh, like a screen in the in the arena a lot of people are like well we never get to see replays we never get to see this or we never get to see that there will be a screen in the arena now keeping stats keeping stuff like really? that so a step in the right direction feeling more modern feeling like you know you can you can you can have more of an in-game experience while you're actually there and then uh we've come up with a lot of new on-court presentation things i guess nothing i'm gonna let the cat out of the bag on but like we all kind of agreed like this is the year we all want to step it up everyone involved whether it's the players the coaching staff or the on-game operations and stuff like that like it's 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 gonna be a big year for the can't charge fingers crossed interesting yeah well good video boards are probably good november uh november 10th make sure you got the date clear make sure you got the girlfriend ready you know you guys will get the whole vip treatment i'll get the wine oh. and gold carpet roll the damn thing out for you so Home opener right there, November yeah, 10th, no, we'll buddy. Yeah, no, we'll come to that. All right. We'll come to that. I'll get it done for you.
Interesting. Interesting. Video boards, I like it. Yeah. I, dude, if I'm LeBron, I got to tell you. And I know people think he went out there just to be in the movies. I still think they put him in movies if he's in the if he's playing for the Cavaliers. Yeah. But there's got to be. I, right, I mean, he's, he's one of the biggest athletes in the world, biggest stars in the world. I think you're going to put him in a movie no matter what. Now, is he taking more meetings because he's there? Yeah, obviously, it's going to be easier to do. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, we've seen it. We've seen two versions of LeBron in Cleveland. If you don't give that guy every last thing he wants, don't treat him like he's the greatest thing in the world, he is going to go. He is an ego maniac. There is no denying that. And so you're going to have to play into that ego just a little bit. There is more Stansberry Show for you. It's right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. At iHeartMedia, we know that marketing to your customers is a challenge businesses of all sizes share. We can help. Not only does radio reach 93% of Americans every week, more than Facebook, Google, and even television, but recently, privacy concerns have forced social media platforms to scale down their advertising options, while radio is expanding its reach and targeting through the iHeartRadio app every day. Visit iHeartMedia.com to learn more. Again, visit iHeartMedia.com and put AMFM to work for your company. 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. I'm Rock 1069. 7 o'clock, another shot at $1,000. Pass that out. I read this story about the five sex trends that everybody needs to try. Okay. I don't I don't know if I buy everybody. This is a lot like when you hear like just be more confident. And it's like, nah, dude, if you're not confident. Feigning confidence is going to come off as arrogance. So you got to be careful there. And much like sex, like, should you try stuff? Yes. But you know who you are. You know what you're into, right? Like, there's at least, there's something lying underneath you where you're like, yeah, that's either for me or no. And again, we're going to talk about this. We're going to get into it. And I'm, I'm, and I'm probably going to tell you that, like a, a story from, from yesterday at the end of it. But the girl and I went sex toy shopping yesterday. That's what we did. We spent all afternoon sex toy shopping. Not all afternoon, but like a good portion of the afternoon sex toy shopping. And so you're walking around there. She's like, all right, I kind of want one of these. Dude, we did. We went off in there. I think it was like $120 or whatever it was. Like, give us one of these. Give us one of these. All right, we'll take one of these, right? We're, you know, we're doing that whole thing. And so you're talking to one another. And I was like, yeah, dude, that's not really, that's not, that's not my thing. And, you know, and then so you're trying to like find your line. Like, okay, well, what do you like? Is this a necessary thing or is it just, you know what I mean? We're, we're trying to do that. But you, you know who you are. If you're vanilla, you're vanilla. I'm not sure trying stuff is necessarily going to be, I, I think there's a way to walk out of trying things that you haven't tried before where you feel worse about yourself rather than better. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be lines for everybody, and uh, you should have an idea of where they are. I just wonder how many people are like, well, I never really pushed those lines, therefore I don't know if I would be into this and or not, and maybe all it's going to take is just that little poke in that direction, and all of a sudden it's like, all right, this is my thing. Yeah, I could see that. One of the sex trends they say that you need to try, and I don't, I've never, I guess I've never done this, is tantric sex. Okay, did they get into specifically what that means? Because okay. I think nowadays that just kind of means like, oh, it's a weird position. Nah, it, they say what they what they say this is is connecting your body mm-hmm. to your partner's body through techniques like coordinated breathing and reciprocal massage. They say there are so many ways to practice tantric sex. The key is to throw off any sense of taboo or shame that you have with sex, embrace it as the powerful and liberating experience that it is, and they recommend that start your evening with an hour massage. It will arouse your sense and make you both more aware of each other's body. 
That's one of those things when, you know, oh my God, Sting had tantric sex for 13 hours. Can you believe that? And everybody assumes that it's like penetrative, like sex. Like, no, dude. He was probably doing yoga for four of those hours and like breathing heavy and looking into her eyes for 12 I'd have of them. to do yoga for 12 <laughs> hours and 45 minutes. You know what I mean? Like that, but that's what it is. I think that's when, when, when people hear tantric, they assume that. Yeah, no, you're right. What it is, it's more. I don't want to say in depth, but there's other stuff going on other than just pound town. Yeah, I I, I, I agree that 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 pound town isn't a 13 hour you know no, trip. No, yeah, I mean that, no, 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 that's a one tanker there. It's not. It's not 13 hours in there. I uh, now here's the thing. Massages are great. I could not massage another person for an hour. I couldn't. I'd get bored. I'd be like, what am I doing? What, what's happening in here? I, I, I've, I've rubbed the shoulders already. I, what, am I, what are we still doing this for? Yeah, an hour seems excessive. There's no doubt about it, dude. That's a long, long-ass massage. Your hands are going to hurt after a while. Yeah, absolutely, right? And I'm also not a, you know, a, a masseur. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm guessing. I, does it, I, do, am I doing something right? I don't know. That's one of those things, dude. Can't you just watch a YouTube video and just be a, a, a massage therapist at this point? Like, right? Isn't that one of those jobs? I feel like, well, if I watch the video i can do you know it. what i was gonna tell you look dude i don't know you're kind of you know kind of minimizing their experience but everybody thinks they can do our job too right so yeah so yeah you know what so you know what? I'm a, yeah masseuse i'll just watch youtube there's another sex trend that they say you need to try and it's marinating okay what mar- <laughs> okay it's weird what marinating is is that Oh God! You um you insert okay yourself in there right and then uh, but you don't there's no motion, you just lay flat, you just you're in, but you're not doing anything else, and they say uh, that the, this is a rumor they say but it, the, the rumor is it got started at a Mormon college as a way to skirt the rules of uh-huh. no premarital sex, uh-huh. which I'm willing to bet. Let's say I'm wrong on God and the Bible and that whole thing. You get up there, you don't think he's gonna be like. Well, you didn't pump, so we're good. <laughs> like, no, he's yeah, that one be, counts. He's yeah, that one counts. I don't think marinating is necessarily is right. What I'll say about that is, I'm sure that's very intimate. I'm sure, like laying there, but like I think it would be frustrating too because you're not you're you're in the act of sex, but you're not going to reach the orgasm there. You're not even working towards it. Yeah, that's I don't I don't get that one at all. Nor do I think any. There's nobody alive that could get to that point and is then like, don't move. Like, I don't, I don't buy that at all. Now, edging is another one of these new sex trends, they say. And it's very popular in pornography, from what I understand. And I guess what this is, is you get yourself worked up to the point of you're about to climax. And then right at, like, right at the pinnacle, you stop. And then you wait until you're, uh, until you're like, calmed all the way down. And then you go back at it again. Now, they say people who get into this end up doing it multiple times. Yeah. I tried it a couple of times. I can't do it. Like, I, 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 like, I, I think I was too impatient in the cool down period. I was like, yeah, probably cooled down enough. And then went, went right back. It didn't work for me. The first I can remember, like this kind of being a thing, was like I think it started in BDSM, where it was like sure, somebody somebody not allowing you to orgasm, but it has turned into like a self imposed thing, where it's like now you're watching a video where the chick is telling you not to do it, and like well they say something's uh, changed there. Yeah, something has changed there for sure. Yeah, no kink always moves, and uh, from what I understand, that it, it's they say it can help train a guy 
to you know handle your ejaculation. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure like like dudes in porn probably have done that on a regular basis. Forever. You get, you get those, and I mean, essentially, it's just like doing Kegel exercises. You get those muscles tighter down there, and you're going to be able to control things better. Yeah, it's nice when they're able to do that. Another one of these kinks here, and we kind of got into this yesterday. This is one of the things we bought yesterday. Um, our, was the penis ring. Okay. Right? They say, uh, if you're not familiar, it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> it goes around you there. Um, and it can prevent ejaculation. It can have that. It can uh, it can stall that. But then there's also, and this is the, the, the one we got, kind of has one of these there, where it's like there's a, a there's something on the top of the ring itself, and then that presses up against her and vibrates and uh, stimulates is what they say. And then it's you know obviously adding a little bit of pressure. Now we didn't open that package yesterday. We decided to open one of the other things we got yesterday that had a remote control on it. That was kind of fun to be able to kind of like be in control of that button. I like that. Right, that was kind of fun. I enjoyed that, um, but we haven't opened it yet. And I got to tell you, Fantone, I'm a little nervous about doing it. There was there was part of me like when she was like, "Let's get one of these." And I was like, "All right." I was like, and I, I was like, "I don't, I don't, I don't love the idea of it because, dude, it's pink, and I'm gonna feel dainty and a little feminine when I wear it. I am. I'm not, dude. I'm not wild about the idea of it. Sea rings to me, it almost feels like a throwback. You know what I'm saying? I think that they're like that was John Holmes. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's okay. something there's something about that that almost feels like I don't know, like it's like it's retro or something. Is that right? Yeah, All right. I, I asked her for permission on this and she said yes. So I'm at the Facebook page. I'm going to post a picture. It's still in its package. It's not me, it's not me wearing it. Um, but I but I, I, I was like, can I, you know, I was like, can I share with them what we bought? And she was like, yeah, that I don't. She's like, I don't care about that. And I got to tell you, I'm a little self-conscious. She's supposed to come back over today. And she's like, um, we need to open that. Kind of want to open that. Kind of want to do that. And I was like, I got to be honest with you. I want to make her happy. I want to do all the things. But there's part of me that's like, I don't know if I'm going to like this or not. I'm very interested to see how this afternoon goes. I'm going to look through my photos here. Find that, po- uh, find that picture. We'll get it posted for you. Facebook.com slash Sansbury Show. We'll also pass out $1,000 next on Rock 106. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come. Rock 106.9. The amount of people yelling vanilla pudding at me after we were talking about penis rings. Like, dude, too far. Safe word here. It's a little early. A little early. Yeah, it was kind of early. I, uh, well, I was told, I was instructed once, that if I was going to go to, to, to such things... That I shall that I shall do it early is what I that was a request from from somebody here in the building. Prime at four thirty. In your car on the yeah. way here. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I, I got to be honest with you, I, dude. I've given everything away. I've given every story away. I, you know what I mean? So much of like every embarrassing thing about me. But I got to be honest with you, the fact that there's a picture now uh, at our Facebook account of something that I'm going to wear. Around my penis, I do. I feel like, oh God, I, I wish I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> I we do. all do too. I, I feel weird. Why did it have to be pink? Like I don't know. I don't, there were no other colors. No. 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 She surprised. got, dude. So here's the thing, honey. If you're listening, turn your radio off. I, uh, dude. She got really weird yesterday at the sex toy store about something that I thought was very innocuous. Like I didn't. I was like, well, let's get maybe one of these. And she's like, no, nah, I can't have that. I was like, why? It was like, because it was like one of those rabbits, right? One of the rabbit things there. And they got like like 10 of those now. There's like a you know, million different sizes of the whole thing. She's like, I don't know. It's animals and it makes me feel weird. And like, I don't, I don't, I don't like it because they actually, it does actually kind of look like a bunny now. 
Like yeah, it's got the bunny ears on. She's like, it's an animal. And then they had another one that was like, uh, it, it was a butterfly. She's like, I can't. It's animals, and I can't. I don't. She's like, Strange. it's a mental block. I can't have it. Strange. Yeah, no, she was. So we didn't get the rabbit. She couldn't have it. All right. I wish I had a way to separate these two things. All right. <laughs> I, uh, the commercial <laughs> breaking songs were not enough. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. I saw this and I don't understand it. All right. Okay. Where a retailer had told you, ah, we're going out of business. See ya. We're done. Everybody stop. We're done. Okay. And now they say Toys R Us bankruptcy is canceled and the brand it now may live on uh, after all. No, I don't get this. All right. Now, I grew up a Toys R Us kid, right? That, they, that was like one of the big stores from when I was a kid. I love Toys R Us. Been going there my entire life. I'm still a Star Wars person now to where you'd maybe be able to sucker me into buying some toys now. And that's one of the first places I would go to think about doing it. All right. So I have no problem with the brand. I love the brand. But if you were facing bankruptcy, it was for a reason. And so I, and I'm guessing, I'm no business expert, believe me, the last time I did one of these over no. bankruptcies, I got yelled at, got yanked into my boss's office, you're not a business expert! No, I'm not a tantric sex expert either, but I'm in there talking about it. Spoiler alert, we're experts on nothing. Nothing, nothing dude. Stansberry and myself, expertise zero. What am I an expert in? Playing Red Hot Chili Peppers too many <laughs> times? Like, you know what I mean? That's like, about come it. on. Yeah, I'm not an expert. But I would imagine that you were driven to the brink of bankruptcy because people weren't in your stores. So is this, uh, let me guess what this is. This is social media went crazy when we said we were going to close. And yeah, it, it did. Yeah, but you can't go off of that because those are the same people who were driving past your store not pulling in it. I mean, I, I understand nostalgia is a very big part of society today. Yes. And I, 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 I stand firm that I think that is a part of the problem in society right now. As we look back so frequently, nobody's really looking forward. Nobody's trying to innovate, create, do those kind of present. things. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Paying present. attention to what we have going on in the moment in front of you. Yeah. I, I do. I think, that's, I think that's one of the things that's causing the, I, 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 I've heard it referred to as like the perpetual adolescence of America right now. And I do think that, you know, well, I remember Ninja Turtles, and I want to watch the TV show again, and oh my gosh, you're ruining my childhood because Mario looks different and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know. That that has existed for years now, and I don't know just because people got upset on social media. You really are going to have to reevaluate your, 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 your plan here. You can't go back to, hey, we'll just open up these big-ass stores, because that's what Toys R Us was, was a Dude. giant, you know, sprawling store. That one on Whipple over there, I mean, like, you put a grocery store in there. Like, the, a toy store doesn't need to be that. I guess reported by the Wall Street Journal, Toys R Us proposed reorganization plan contemplates a new operating Toys R Us and Babies R Us branding company that maintains existing global license agreements and can invest in and create new domestic retail operating businesses under the brand name. So somebody's going to like relaunch this. And fans are I got to wonder, is that maybe part of what they did? Like, let's get out of these cavernous buildings. We'll shut this down. We'll then lease new spaces that are smaller, smaller overhead, and then we can survive. I mean, look at like, look. okay, so we'll, we'll look at Canton here where it's like you had that Toys R Us on Whipple and you had that Babies R Us up on the Strip. And like, think about when you combine those two buildings, how much of a footprint that is, how much money it costs to heat that building, how much it costs, you know, to have employees working sure. in those things. But then you look at, I know KB Toys isn't necessarily around anymore, but you're small, you're in a mall, you know, you're, 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 not, you're, not, you're not taking care of that building, you're just renting a place within that building. I think if Toys R Us did Toys R Us, Babies R Us in something like 
like that where you're like you're in a strip mall as opposed to being this big empty building maybe you've got an opportunity but at the end of the day dude I'm gonna go to number one Walmart because I'm already there buying my groceries and number two if I doesn't have it at Walmart I'm gonna go to Amazon I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go online what, what am I going to this for yeah you're not wrong but that's depressing it is it's and look I'm as guilty as anybody so I'm not demonizing anybody here I, I shop online all the time but there's a reason why your neighbor doesn't have a job and that's why it's because, and, and that's why Amazon is out there. You notice everybody wants to applaud them. $15 an hour minimum wage. Yeah, that's great for the couple thousand people that work there. But you know why he's able to do that? Because he put half the country out of work. That's why they're able to do that. Cause he stole all the money. That's why he can do that. Online shopping isn't great. It's much like I, I, I saw another one of these things in the rundown phantoms I made today. I haven't had a chance to read the whole article yet about would it be better if, if um, self checkout just died? Yeah, I think it would. I think it would. I think it hurts stuff. You go into a store now, there's one cashier open, and then like, then, like the self-checkouts, three of them are broke, and so now it's, it's more cluttered now. It's like, dude, just pay the people and do it. There's a reason why your neighbor doesn't have a job. I agree that in the moment and why people feel like, oh my gosh, this is slipping away from me, I, I worry, is well, is the solution like, well, let's get rid of ATMs. Well, let's get rid of the cotton gin. Well, let's get rid of, you know what I mean? Like, well, how, wh- how far back? Like, And that's where Amish people really got it right, is they decided this technology works for us right now. We're not taking on any more of it. I don't know if mainstream society can, you, you can't put pace back in a tube. We're not going back. You know what I mean? No, I, I understand that. It's not like I'm going to snap my fingers. We're going to wake up at 1965 right. and I got a milkman out there tomorrow. Like, no, well, I, like, right. Should I, we, I mean, like, well, we took all the milkmen. They're out of jobs now. We got to give home delivery milk again. Well, I mean, those people did have to find other jobs. Now, what I would say is, and you're not wrong on what you're saying, but what I think is, I think what the truth may be there is, wasn't it easier for my milkman to get another job back in the day? Because there were, again, there were more jobs. The problem is now is that, dude, we, we can erase jobs like those were massive innovations that happened when then took that job. Now, dude, a guy creates an app tomorrow and you know what I mean? Jobs just evaporate. Now, maybe that's just me thinking that because I kind of hear it. And it, is, is that re- is it factual? I don't know. Maybe that's just the way I feel about it. I, it's just, I worry about stuff like that. It's such a strange dynamic right now with, because on one hand you're hearing like, dude, you know, truckers, man, we can't hire enough truckers. There's so many trucking opportunities out there. And then, Star leasing. And then there's right. There's a million different job opportunities, but then yeah. on the same hand, how many people, you know, it's like, goddamn, can't find a job out there to save my life. And somehow or another, I think both things are true. Yes, they are. But like, it's just, I, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know what that answer is. I don't know where that where that final line is. I am, um, and I can tell you that it is partially the people who are looking for a job's fault. A buddy of mine owns a very, very successful construction company out of Wayne County. Very successful, and they're looking to hire people every day, and they can't do it. The, the amount of people, he, he tells me all the time, the amount of people who show up who expect to get paid a ton of money and not have to work right. would blow you over. And the amount of people who come and try to apply for a job and are dirty on their urine test on like four different drugs and think we're still going to hire them would blow you over. He's like, Dan, there's not enough people who can fill the, he's like, it's not that there's not jobs. It's that there's people who don't want to work. And then there's people who can't work because they are, you know, because they're on drugs. Now, I think that that's probably true in his business. But we are erasing those those easy. I shouldn't say that we're erasing we're erasing a job that anybody could get right. if they needed to get. You know what I mean? Like imagine when we innovate the waitressing industry. 
When they find a way to get rid of that, like that's a job any, you know, again, a single mom can go get and supply and, and support herself and maybe her kids. Because if you get the right waitressing job, you get the right, you know, get the right place where people are tipping, right? You can make good money. Well, at the very least, you can make a living. I mean, sure. I don't know if I would say you can make like, dude, you're going to be living in a palace, but Not like, you can, up, right, no. you, you can, you can, you can have an apartment and, you know, put you food on the, on the table and all that. Yeah. So I worry that erasing, because you ever notice that? We don't ever create the thing that erases the CEO's job because you can't, because the CEO's the one that's creating everything else. So innovation's always going to screw the less educated. That's who it's always going to screw because they don't want to pay you anymore because they look down their nose at you. So I worry about the like more innovation like that and what it means. Like look at what it did to this industry. I mean, dude, radio back in the day, I mean, how many people worked at radio stations versus work here now? Innovation, yes, it makes life more convenient. I'm not sure it makes it better. Your shot at $1,000 every single hour, your uh, shot for 7 a.m. is right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword CASH to 2-1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 8 o'clock. Fantone has done some research for us on this project about downtown that's happening. More money uh, being funneled into it. And um, I'm interested. I got a few questions okay. on what's happening with that. And I'm interested to see because I'm starting to take issue with, with the revitalization project of downtown. I'm starting to take a little bit of issue. So we'll get into that coming up around 8 o'clock. This now out of Michigan, where Fantone once lived, actually. Yeah, quite a while. Certain participants in Michigan's food stamp program need to begin working or perform community service in order to maintain their benefits. State adopted a new policy that they put into into place on Monday. Under the new program, brought to you by the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, each individual aged 18 to 49 and considered to be able-bodied has three months to find a job before losing his or her benefits. Those affected will need to go to job training, volunteer, or work a median of 20 hours per work each month in order to obtain the benefits. New applicants to the program will be obligated to follow the new policy right away. So if you've already been in, kind of giving you some time to get caught up to the system, if you apply now, look, this is what we're going to do. Now, people, because I can already hear you typing. So people who have a physical or mental inability to work, are pregnant, or live in a household with a child under the age of 18 are exempt. Now, the, the the of course, if you're physically or mentally disabled, of course, of course, of course. If you're pregnant, yeah, I get where you're coming from because you don't necessarily want to put that stress on a pregnant woman. But 18 is a strange line for me where... Uh, what do you mean? Well, like, I understand. I totally... I, I And I'm not anti this, this concept. I really am not. But I do understand, well, if I'm going to spend 20 hours a week volunteering and I have a five-year-old, who's going to watch that kid? Who's going to pay for that kid They're to be exempt. watched? Right, right. What okay. I'm saying is always, why does that go all the way up to 18? Like, why? I mean, if I have a 13-year-old, I should you should be able to be a part of this. All right, okay. You know so, what I mean? So, okay. Like, 18's way too old for okay. that. Okay, yeah, I, I misunderstood where you were coming from in this. Okay, um, so how about we do this? If your kid's old enough to babysit somebody else's kids... You're able to you're able to do this now. This will totally you know different kids you know a 13 year old can be very mature or very responsible or blah 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 sure. blah. But I mean like it, it, you know if you if your 14 year old is incapable 
of watching themselves, though, I guess at that point it's probably your burden to prove that. Like, hey, I can't do this, as opposed to I, I just feel like 18 is way too far down the line there. Okay, if they can wow. drive. Wow. I mean, if they can drive. I did not expect for that to be where you are on that. And, uh, you know, you and I agree with that. Now, I've seen this happen. I lived in Oregon. And that is, I mean, dude, they have some of the most liberal policies you'll ever see in the entire world there. And it did. It kind of destroyed the lower end of the state. And I, there, was a, there, was a, there was a girl who used to come in the bar I owned all the time. Her name was Corey. And Corey would come in all the time and she would like rant and rave about how she didn't have to work. State gave her all the money, gave her more than enough money. I got kids. They just give me the money. I don't even have to work. She would like, they would, they, they would like brag about it. They would just get the money and they would come in and they would drink on it. They would just brag about it. So people abuse systems, right? I get that. Now I want to help the people who aren't out to abuse the systems for sure. I do. But what happened was is sooner or later, Oregon was like, okay, we're going to give you the money, Corey, but you're now going to have to go work at the United way 20 hours a week or something like that. It was like something crazy. And she was like, well, now it's not worth the money. I'm just going to go get a real job. And she did. And so I think that these programs will shake out some of the people who are just abusing it. Now, is it going to negatively affect some of the people that have to use it who legitimately do need it? Yes, it is. But I'm not sure that's a good enough reason not to do it. I guess at the end of the day, though, if I'm looking at it from the perspective of like, well, yeah, I can go grind out 20 hours volunteering where they can't really fire me and nobody's, you know what I mean? Like I can, I can go right. do that. That's 20 hours. I mean, who's working a 20 hour work week and sustaining themselves? Nobody. Well, you know what I mean? But like, but like big picture, maybe us, big, big picture. That's a very outside of rock morning shows. Like, I don't know where else you're <laughs> I mean, going to work. Us. I don't know where else you're going to work for four hours over five days and still get paid enough to like live your life. So if I'm looking to exploit that system, it's probably just going to be easy enough for me to be be like, you know what? I'll do the 20 at a volunteer gig. They're not going to fire me. They're not going to be dicks to me. I'm not working it. I'm not working, you know, some job working fry side that I absolutely hate. And like, and, yeah. I'll still, and I'll still live high off the hog. So you and I both are pretty charitable people. Right. Right. We, we try to be. We both try to be. Phantom works very closely with Project Rebuild, mm-hmm. which is an organization in Canton that kind of like reaches out to at risk youth. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, hey, let's get you on the right track. Right. Um, we are both big believers in the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. Mm-hmm. We're both big believers in that. Right. And so, like, you know, during my vacation, I went and I donated some time there. We're both into these kinds of things. Can we I mean, you and I would both agree that both those establishments would be benefited by somebody lending a helping oh, yeah. hand. Right. I think I think America loses loses out on volunteers because we don't make it attractive enough. And what I mean by that is like, and I saw this video, it was, I think it was Russian, Russian subways or something like that. Do you do the 30 like uh, sit-ups or whatever it you is? Do, yeah, you do 30 squats, squats and, and you get to ride the train for I free. love that system. And stuff like that where it's like, I think if you volunteer in America, like there should be a tax incentive for you. So if I can prove that over the course of the last year, I volunteered 100 hours, that should be at, wor- at least worth minimum wage off of my taxes. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like that really should be worth something because then people feel like, yeah, you know what? That's worth my time. And I know it's like, well, then is it really volunteering at that point? Well, who gives a damn, dude? If our streets are cleaner. Project Rebuild doesn't if, care. Right, if kids are getting taken care of, if food's getting like, you know, expedited correctly, who cares what happens because of it? But no, no wrong reason to do the right thing. But, but the fact that the fact that we just look at people and are like, well, you know, the charity of others. And it's like, well, goddamn, dude, I work 60 hours. I've got these three bratty kids i'm trying to clean my house i'm trying to do all this crap and there's no reason for anyone to get involved so it's like we have to give you something here 
I, I, I feel like student debt's the same way. Like, how is it not if you go if you go do something in, in your community, we'll cut student debt off for you. Uh, all right. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know about how much, but you could probably right. get me on you, you, something. You, yeah, you could probably get me on board with that one. No, I agree with you because look, here here's why you're going to have to start to incentivize people who are willing to do a little bit of charity. You know why you're going to have to do it? Because when they talk about the fact that they've done it, everybody screams at them and says, oh my God, you're just trying to get credit. You're just trying to get likes. You just want people to share your stuff. No, maybe maybe what we're trying to do is inspire somebody else to do it. I get that all the time. Every time I do anything and I'm like, hey, I just kind of went and did this. People, people just want to knock it. And really what that is is because I just took a mirror and pointed it up at you. And then you realize, oh my God, I've been lazy and I haven't done any of this, which is why you want to demonize people who have. So you're not wrong. I don't, I don't know if you need to necessarily should pay people to, to, to go do those things, but a tax, yeah, alleviate some of my tax burden. I got to tell you, Fantone, that was pretty well thought out there, buddy. <laughs> Your boy kind of likes it. And can we make it retroactive? I donated a bunch of stuff. I did. I did a bunch of that I stuff. I don't have to pay my tax. I, yeah, I don't even have to do well, They're unconstitutional <laughs> if you're not in a war. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. 8 o'clock, we'll give you $1,000. 8.30, we'll give you shine down tickets. Just please listen. Radio's like a beaten puppy. Whatever you want to, whatever you want me to do, just love and pet me. We are kind of like a beaten puppy like that. But you make out in the end. So that works out. Before the break, we were talking about how Michigan now putting work requirements on people to uh, receive their food stamps and that kind of stuff. Now, okay. it sounds like harsh. It sounds mean. But again... Um, if you apply new to the system now, you, you, you have to do it. People who are already in the system, they're giving you three months to kind of figure it out. Okay. And you're either going to have to donate some time to like, you know, um, one of their charitable causes or whatever, or find yourself a job. And they put like, I think it was 20 hours on it. And we were kind of talking about that. And Fantone had this great idea. He's like, people aren't just going to show up to charities and help out. They're just not. We've seen it. So if you gave them like... A tax incentive for doing it. Maybe not a paycheck, but it's like, eh, right. we'll give you, you know, 5% off your taxes or whatever. Right. You come you come help out. And I think that that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, because, I mean, at that point, it's not you paying me. It's me alleviating some of the burden that's already on me. I'm doing my part as a citizen. You know what I mean? Like, right. all right, you pay all your taxes. You don't want to do anything. You pay with your paycheck. I'll pay with my time. I like it. And then a guy named David hit me up, and I then went to Google to see to make sure he was right. Okay. 69% of American firefighters are volunteer. Oof. Dude, that's bananas. So you mean to tell me 69% of the brave people that run into buildings that are on fire to grab fat asses like me who just can't stop shoving like, you know, cheese poofs into their mouth and they they're they're going to drag me to safety are volunteers? I get that there's going to be communities and areas where it's like, yo, financially, we cannot afford a full-time budget. So the best of the best kind of rise uh, to the yeah. moment and kind of help out. But sure. 70% of American firefighters, that's unbelievable. I mean, look at where, like, how, where else would you expect 70% of people to not get paid to do something and still expect quality results? You know rock what I mean? Well, oh, well, there's the rock mother, and that's about it. Because, like, let's be real. If a firefighter, if, 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 uh, if a station or a unit or whatever 
don't handle their business the way that they're supposed to, there's there's a consequence for that. There's 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 like an ex- you expect- and I die. Right. There's an expectation of like, well, yeah, of course the firefighters are going to save my life. They're goddamn firefighters. What else are they going to do? But they're not getting paid anything. Are you kidding? If I screw this up, Shine Down doesn't play. Okay. Well, but you don't playing. die. You know what I mean? You don't die. I, I don't, yeah, th- that I don't like. I've said this about teachers. And so I'm going to throw cops and firemen in here too. How is that not base salary $100,000 a year? Now, I know taxes is the reason. I know it's like, well, you know. I'm not going to pay for it. You're going to make cities go. Well, well, what the answer is, cities will go broke. Psst. We already are. We're there. Right. And I've said this about cops where it's like we've went through this country like the last five years, demonize them. Right. Oh, they're all bad. They're all racist. They're all this. They're all that. Right. Okay, some of them are. But what I've always said about salaries is the more money I give you, the more stringent I can be about your performance. So if I pay you a hundred thousand dollar base salary, bro, you screw up even just a little, you're out because somebody's gonna want to come and take that job. But I don't think there are a rush of people looking to put a gun on their waist and a badge on their chest, get out there and have to deal with all that stuff for thirty eight thousand dollars. But you but but dude, you put a hundred grand on it, and all of a sudden it's like, man, I, you know what? I might want to go do that. Well, yeah, I think as you're looking at like career paths in life, is you know you're young and you're you're trying to figure out what you want to be. Why would you want any of those jobs as like? Dude, I'm not getting anything out of this. As if I'm a teacher, you're right. Thirty-two thousand dollars a year, and I have to deal with all these, you know, crybaby ass parents and all that. And like, dude, why would I want to do that? If you want qualified, if you want not just qualified, but if you want exceptional applicants and employees, you have to give them the incentive to be exceptional. Okay. Now Zach tweets in says, "My buddy is a volunteer firefighter. He volunteers to go in, but gets paid every time he does go. He's pretty much on call if he's in town." So it's only in an emergency situation when you're out on the road that you're getting paid for. It sounds like a big call. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. I, I, you know, I, um, do my buddy Matt is a firefighter up in Cleveland somewhere. I should ask him. Maybe he can help clarify us. Sometimes he's listening, Matt. If you're listening, write in and let me know what's going on with that. I, um, because that seems very strange to me. That seems like one of those jobs. That I mean, I guess if you're going to volunteer to do it, you care enough, right? Yeah. But I want somebody invested in that. Like, I do. Like, and I don't know if this is true anymore or not, but it used to be like if you were going to be a cop in that area or be a firefighter, firefighter in that area, you had to live in that neighborhood. And I kind of like that, too. Right? Because isn't it like, well, you care about where you live? I kind of yeah. like that. I yeah. do. I like it. Um, Once again, you're going to get into like, well, we just want qualified applicants as opposed to like citizens of the community. But no, I, I, 100%, I think you can find both. Yeah, I 100% think that there's some validity there. I think you can find both. It's just like this job. You Part of the reason why you guys like it is because we're here. If we were based in Texas and you were on your like, ah, oh, these guys aren't that suck. great. These guys aren't that great. But part of it is is that we're in your community. And I, I was like, so if, so if that matters for the guy who's playing you Godsmack... Like, that don't matter for the guy who's going to put the fire out in your house. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would feel like, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to need a better definition of what that is. But it's, uh, you know, again, David writing back and says, dude, I know a lot of firefighters, medics, they all work like three, four jobs, you know, to put food on the table. Unfortunately, I think that's more and more jobs around the country these days. God knows Fantone's got two jobs. Yeah. I used to have two jobs. I mean, welcome to it. That's part of it. But, 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 those jobs are much more serious than my job. 
And so if somebody would have said to me, hey, you know what, dude, you're going to get to do that. It'll be good. You're going to enjoy your life. But every now and again, you're going to have to pull a bartending shift here and there to totally make it. It's still a fair trade-off. I don't think that's a fair trade-off for a guy who's climbing, or a woman who's climbing up ladders, pulling babies out of burning buildings. I mean, at the end of the day, I definitely think that as an American, if you work 40 hours a week, you should be able to have a decent life. But okay, that's a, fair that's enough. A, but but, that, but I think that, I think there's a, there's a bigger point of, of instead of just that. I mean, like at the end of the day, we can all debate on you know well how much is too much and is it constitutional and blah 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 blah. But we all pay a a an ass load of taxes, dude. We all do. So the money's there. It's just like the same argument I make of healthcare. It's like the money's there. It's getting thrown at the problem. It's just not being thrown at it efficiently. And if we efficiently threw money at firefighters, at cops, at teachers, at these public servants, because that's what those people are. They For serve. Sure they, are. they serve the public. If we if we if Us we because we're already spending the money, we're already throwing that money out of our paycheck every single month. Where the hell is it going? Where the where the hell is it? It should be going to these people. Well, it's like the hunger issue in America. That one pisses me off because we're the most calorie rich nation in yeah. the world. And if we would just stop fighting about how we're going to do it and just do it, we could end it tomorrow. We have the food. It's totally possible. It's just, dude, the two political systems want to argue about the right way to do it. No, no, no. Dude, get out of our way and just let us get it done. There is more Stansberry Show for you. There's $1,000 up for grabs. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right, I like it. I like it. Rock 106.9. Yo, Phantom Vision Institute. People ask me about my LASIK surgery all the time, and I tell them the same thing I'm about to tell you, dude. 20-20 vision. That's what I wake up with every single morning. You know, I started wearing glasses in the third grade, and I thought I was going to have to deal with vision problems for the rest of my life. But thanks to my good friends over at the Roholt Vision Institute, the inconvenience of glasses and contacts is a part of my history, not a part of my future. So if you're done ordering contacts and you're sick of paying for glasses, I want you to visit a website. It is RoholtVision.com. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Passing out $1,000 here momentarily. It's National Boyfriend Day today, buddy. Are you expecting to go home and, uh, and have your woman, like, uh, you know, like drape you with gifts? I am not. I am not. Is that right? Are you? No. No. But what I will say to women listening, if you've got a good man who treats you right and doesn't cheat on you, you better do something. Yeah. You better do something. Because you always hear about, if you got a good woman, you know, right? But it's, like, it's the same thing. Like, Mother's Day, huge deal. Father's Day, here's a tie. Right? It's the same thing. Men just kind of get screwed in this regard. But if you got a good man, do you better hold on tight because they only made about ten. Nor should you be waiting until like, well, it's October third. Finally, I'll you know, I'll, I'll oh, give him fair. what he needs. No, fair. dude. I mean, it's probably semi regular basis. Show some appreciation out there. It's everybody though, dude. You got a good something good in your life, dude. Don't let don't let that get away from you. The, yeah, the, this day doesn't matter for me yet because, dude, my situation is still so new. So she's awesome to me every day. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Like every day, she's awesome to me. And we haven't gotten into that. Ah, I can kind of take him for granted, Bill. Yet, like we have, we're not there yet. That's good. You shouldn't be there too quick. Like, no, I would hope not. Something down lower down the road. For yeah, exactly. You. No, no, no. I'm hoping that takes a long that time to get there. That inevitable slouch in meh. Yeah, you're yeah, all right. You're not going yeah. anywhere. All right, here yeah. we are. Look at him. He's fat and lazy again. I'm not no, going anywhere. Nobody will want him now. That's always their plan to fatten you up. That's why they cook. It's not because they like you. It's because they're trying to keep you close to the ground. They don't want anybody else picking you up and taking the air. All right, I'm gonna have to lean on you here, Phantom. Okay. Um, because I stopped paying attention to this. Okay. But I guess now, a three-year grant of $120,000 has now just been awarded to jumpstart and operate certain programs in the Innovation District, which is a 12-block district in downtown Canton. Uh, it's going to be powered by Ultrafast Internet and Technology uh, Incubator. 
And their team will offer advice and mentoring to entrepreneurs, hold events and workshops, provide a suite of services, areas, startups, and small businesses, including a 12-week intensive business assistance program. Dude, how much money are they going to pump into this downtown revitalization project and 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 not get anything out of it? Um, I, and as we get into this, I just want to make sure I'm very weighted with what I say here because I support this concept. I really do. And not just like downtown renovations. I'm talking like the actual innovation district. I think... First and foremost, it is will be the first one in Ohio to be this size in this way, and like so, there is something positive happening there. There, 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 there there's no question about it. Um, but as we kind of have moved forward as a city, as Canton's kind of tried to get its financial ducks in a row and kind of get its you know plan for moving forward, um, it just feels like there's a lot of. Big ideas where, like, at this point, uh, downtown has been proposed a five and a half million dollar like renovation of Market Square, where it's like, oh my god, dude, what are we talking about? Five and a half million dollars. They could do it for two hundred bucks with 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 that and with this added increase. And I think it's two hundred seventy five thousand dollars coming out of the city of Canton's pocket initially. It is. <sighs> It's frustrating as a citizen who has supported these things to sit here and watch money being thrown at at ideas and like the future and like all these things. And you look around and there are the neighborhoods. Well, there are neighborhoods that are literally falling apart. Give like me there, the are, now. there are blocks of of, of of our city that are just I mean t- terrible and, and we're pumping money into this. It's not that I don't want downtown to be reborn. It's not that I don't buy into the theory. My problem with what's going on right now is you're throwing money at this and you're not you're not putting it anywhere else. Yeah, I um okay. All right, some of you are just going to get mad. And that's just that's just going to have to be the way it is. I've lived in downtown four years now. It ain't coming back. I'm sorry, it's not, dude. They they tried the Ernesto. They tried the. And I know it's all rented out. You can't get an apartment in there. I know, Hercules. I mean, I know it's filling up. I know, I know. You know where those people hang out? Royal Docks. That's where they go. You got Uber now, dude. Those people didn't move down there because you can walk across the street to George's. They moved there because they're from Tulsa. They're from Oklahoma. They're from Memphis. They're from all these other places. They came in to work at Timken to take engineering jobs. And they're all Ubering out of downtown. Those people aren't hanging out down there. I've lived down there four years. And four years in, four years, and I scream the benefits of downtown every day in here. And people in this town to this day look at me like I'm insane for living there. I don't think you're changing the perception of what downtown Canton is until it's changed. But we've tried a bunch of stuff, dude. And I don't think Market Square is going to do it. You can pump $5 million into that. You know what I know is true? The guy who's drinking Boone's Farm in there today is drinking Boone's Farm in there five years from now after you spend the $5 million. Um. Yeah. Welcome to well, welcome and, to cities, bro. It's just the way it is. And and uh, I'm going to agree and I'm going to disagree with you at points here because like I will 100% sign off that like yeah I don't know if luxury apartments is the sustainable way to go forward in the future, but those are all filled up and. Uh, is as as you kind of look to renovate and kind of look to establish a new identity down there. I do think this innovation district, where I mean, we're talking about like uh, ungodly fast internet, and to you and I, it doesn't matter because it's like, well, yeah, dude, I'm just looking at my phone. Who cares? But if you're a tech company that's looking, you know, at Ohio as like a possible landing place for you, you'll need it. You do. Okay. And you're Fair. the, the it's the only it's the only like I said, this is the only innovation district in Ohio at this point. So there is something there. Where I'm surprised my, that wasn't Columbus. Well, 
Well, I, I mean, sure. Yeah. I'm surprised it's not Columbus, Cincinnati, Cleveland, that somebody else didn't make this 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 investment here. So it's not so much it's like, well, you know, $275,000 is too much for that because it's not. That's a solid investment, dude. If you start to get major, if you start to get innovative companies coming into Canton because the infrastructure and, and you, they have the capabilities of what they need – I, I, I sign off on that. I agree with that. I think what the problem is here is it's an optics problem. And maybe it's like, well, who cares what your feelings think? But like, as a, as a citizen, as a community, as we kind of look at this and you're pumping all this money, all this money into this project right here, how do we see a tax increase that I voted for in issue 13 that I was 100% behind? And I don't see more cops, which is what you promised me. And I don't see better streets, which is what you promised me. And I don't They're see an improvement. And I don't see an improvement in the schools, which is what you promised me. And it's like, fine, innovation and, and, and revitalization and art and, 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 and a Maslin McKinley mural. I love all that stuff, dude. I do. I, I 100% support it. But it feels like I'm on the pay no mind list as a citizen of Canton, as you a taxpayer are. of Canton. That it's you like, are. it's like, well, this is this and. It's just like with the Hall of Fame, where it's like it's tough for you for for people to look at that and see things going on, and they look around and it's like, well, where's mine? Where's 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 my piece of this? Where where's where's the part that I'm That's cutting fair. in? Is it a bigger picture thing? Is it let us let us renovate the Hall of Fame? Let us renovate downtown. Once we get tax paying businesses within those those areas, that's when you'll start to see the money. That's when you'll start to see the improvements. That's when you'll start to see things being funded. I, 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 that's what I'm being sold. But as I keep hearing it, and as it keeps being presented to me, it just feels like a lie. Yeah, I now I get it. You're going to need really really fast internet to attract a like technology based company to move into downtown Canton. But you know what else you're going to need. The workers to fill it. Well, that's one of the things they bring up is that is that as as Canton tries to become younger and a a more educated area, that workers like that are going to be a big part of it. Which is why you need the Anesto, you need Bliss, you need Hercules, you need these things. And I get it. Yeah, you do. I'm not trying to knock those. You do need them to attract people. You do. And it's a hundred gigabytes per second, dude. It's not just like, oh, hey, that's pretty fast internet. I mean, this is like like true to the heart, like cutting edge technology that's going to be in Canton, but it's just like, until I can get a tangible result out of it as a citizen, I am going to feel slighted by Hesitance. this. I'm going, sure. I, well, and at this point, what am I hesitant about? The money's already there. You're already taking the money out of my pocket, but at some point, and I mean, only one city councilman voted against this because, not because he didn't believe in it. Frank Morris was like, I want to see more details on this. I don't just want to rush into these things where, where it's like, well, dude, look, we're going to have a tower in Market Square and there'll be a stage here and we'll have fast internet here. And it's like, dude, you gotta, you, you gotta got to be specific and you have to show me and citizen how how does this benefit me i i just like i said i've lived here a long time now i've lived down there the entire time i have i've tried i mean not that i'm the be all end all of anything but i've tried to change the perception of downtown and you can't do it you can't do it people who who are from here seriously they look at me like i'm crazy they're like why do you live there and i try to tell them all the time it's not as bad as you think it's nowhere near as bad as you think it's nowhere near as it was as bad as it was like 10 15 years ago now they are fixing market avenue downtown and it is because of hercules and i got to be honest with you i want better streets i do but I like I drive home now and it's all smooth and I was like, oh, so let me get this straight. When it was just us down here, nobody cared. But now because you're getting engineers from Tulsa moving in here, now all of a sudden now it's like not now we gotta make it nice. But because they're making a hundred plus thousand dollars a year and paying taxes on that, of course they're gonna get some special rub, right? Yeah. Right? I mean, you kinda you do gotta do it. I'm just saying I felt slight. I was like, wait, so I'm not important enough for this? Again, I really do think at its core what this problem is right now, as as Canton voted for a half percent tax increase and 
you know, hey, issue 13, it was presented as safer streets, you know, safer Canton, like a better place to live. And you keep throwing this money at these pie in the sky ideas. And yeah, sometimes you got to shoot big. But dude, at least dude, get me a couple of cops hired. Get me a couple of potholes fixed and then present to me. Hey, this is how we're going to make downtown Canton an attractive place for cutting edge companies. I guess maybe 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 once I feel safe walking down the street, I'll be a little bit more receptive to that message. Yeah, I I, I think you're going to I don't know what the perception change is going to be, but I got to tell you, I mean, dude, you and I have been huge proponents of it. We're two of the most recognizable people in this city. We both, uh, you did live downtown until just recently, you know what I mean? Not that long ago. And I still live there. And I'm telling you, man, like, again, part of it is what's down there too, though. I've said, if somebody comes down from Jackson and they pull on an art store that's open Wednesdays from 1 to 145 every third Thursday, guess what? They're not coming back down there. I said it, dude, downtown needs one good chain. You need, now I know you're worried about the chains then taking over and you got to be careful with that i agree but like i don't want to name it but there was a brewery that just opened not that long ago in canton and had they found a spot down i know why they went where they went makes all the sense in the world but had it gone downtown then it lends it that now all of a sudden jackson and maslin all these places they want to come into the city but i'm telling you dude if you're selling elf t-shirts and you're open three you know three days a month i dude those people come down here they pull on a door once and you're not open they ain't never coming back it's a you got to attract the it, it can't just be businesses are open it's got to be the right businesses and i've seen people throw a thousand things at the wall dude and not much seems to be sticking and I think it's to be the perception of the city it went too far one way and you're going to have a very very hard time getting them to come back there's a thousand dollars up for grabs every single hour on the program your uh, opportunity at eight o'clock is right now your shot at one thousand dollars now text the keyword luck to two show rock 106.9 welcome back to the Sandsbury show we're on rock 106.9 Somebody said to me on Facebook, they're like, dude, let me get this straight. You're worried the girlfriend's going to be pissed at you because you talked about the the fire department story, but the person that you bought the sex toy, she's not going to be mad at? I said, okay. I said, yeah, yeah, that's true. And she did kind of tell me, she's like, I know you got to talk about the fire department. I know you got to kind of do that. And so yesterday we were in the, you know, the toy store, the adult toy store there. And, uh, and I said to her, I was like, so obviously this is all funny stuff. This is, you know, this is good territory here for me. She goes, yeah, she goes, you know, they don't know who I am. I don't care. She's like, go ahead. She's like, you know, you know, do what you got to do. Good luck with that. And uh, and I said, I said, I said, yeah, I said, you know, b- before long, you know, that's not going to be the case, right? Like, so, you know, sooner or later, this is, you know, the cat's going to get out of this bag. She's like, yeah, well, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And so, yeah, I, um, I don't know. I guess maybe I probably should have thought more on that one. I maybe not done that, but whatever. Then my boss comes in here during the break. He's like, let me get this straight. It's like, did I just hear you say on the air that you think that you two are some of the most recognizable people in the city? And so I said to him, I was like, well, yeah. who else? <laughs> yeah. Like, our sports team here, the Charge, don't get me wrong, they're great. But those guys aren't star. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? They're, they're gone not- every year. You got a new cast of characters exactly all the time. Right. And like, you just, it, yeah, you, you can't necessarily, it's not like... It's not like Frankie Lindor where it's like, all right, you're going to be here for the next five years. Exactly okay. right. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking the team. I'm just not. It, it, it's welcome to the environment of that sport. Right. Right. And so there's that. So I said to him. So I pressed him. I said, okay. I said, well, you've been here forever. He goes, you. He's like, you're on the radio. He's like, they don't even know what you. I said, then why do I get stopped everywhere I go? Because they don't know what I look like. Right. I was like, so then why? Why does that happen? I was like, why are you on me about this? I was like, first of all, shouldn't you want me to be right. one of the most? Don't you want Fantone and I to be two of the most recognizable people? And so I said to him, I was like, well, then who? Then who? I said, tell me who it is. 
You know what he said to me? Well, Lamar Sharp. Are you kidding me? I was like, well, yes, 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 because Lamar is friendly for all time zones. Sure. Meaning, like, no matter who you are, you know what I mean? Like, you know, a rock fan, you know, my 1017 fan, no right. matter who you're, 997 right. fan, no matter who you are, you kind of like Lamar, you kind of like what he's all about, right? Right, dude, at the end of the day, he is, he is an enormous black cop doing great things for kids, dude. No matter where you're from, somewhere in there, you can be like, yeah, that's my guy right there. Can, I, pr- I prove. You can find a way to wrap your arms around Lamar Sharp. Exactly Except right. Except that he's huge. It'd be hard to do, but So, yeah. exactly right. Now, however... Pat myself on the back here a little bit, but I mean, we kind of gave Lamar a little bit of a platform here, right? Right. So, like, but yes, I would agree that he. I would put him, but outside of him, it's like, what do you mean? Well, so what are we talking about? It's like, dude, the rest of the media. First of all, the rest of the radio people who have worked in this market have all worked here ten plus years, and you don't know who they are. We've been here under five, and people know who we are. That goes to show you the level, the difference in 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 quality of entertainment, quality of person doing it, and 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 it just goes to show you. It's like, dude, they can't hang, they can't play on this level, they just can't. Why do you think Deluca left? He just upped in quick because he knew he was scared to death. Mo got l- let go because dude, <laughs> they knew over there at Q ninety two. It's like, well, you're not beating that anyway, so you might, we might as well. What are we paying people for? At the end of the day, are there maybe a couple of bulldogs and maybe a couple of tigers with a higher profile? Oh, you know than what, us? Dan Reardon and Nate Moore. Yeah, I'll give you both those guys yeah. because of what high school football is here. I'll give you both those guys. Yeah, but that still puts us in pretty good air. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, well, I think top five means like one of the top. Like, that's that's if you're in the top five, that's yeah. okay. What's he giving me grief for? I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's get to the Florida files. We haven't done this in a while. We like making fun of Florida. Now, this subject, I will tell you, ultimately not that funny. Um, and there are going to be a lot of you that's like, oh, my God, you shouldn't make jokes. There's going to be some of you that feel that way. And uh, my 1017 out there. You can, go, you can go check it out. Get, a, get your REO speed wagon and not have to hear stuff like this. That's fine. Right. But an 81 year old Florida man. Approached a woman in a uh, in a retailer. And offered her two hundred thousand dollars and for that money he was trying to purchase her eight-year-old daughter not great this is bad activity yeah it's really bad don't do it they say a woman was sitting with her daughter on a bench inside the store when the man approached her asked if she was married and started bidding on her daughter the woman said she got up to leave, but the guy grabbed her daughter and kissed her daughter's wrist. Ugh. Ugh. Weird. According to the uh, arrest report, the woman left with her daughter and alerted store security. They say the exchange had been caught on camera, obviously. Anytime you're in a retailer, you're going to be on camera. Yes, Walmart has cameras. Guys. <laughs> well, I'm going to steal from them. They're never going to see me. Okay. So then the woman did what we all do. She went to Facebook. And posted about it. Police said another woman told them she had a similar incident a month earlier when a man fitting his description then tried to buy her daughter. Police are checking to see if there are any similarities in their in, in these cases and if he was involved in the other incident. They don't know that, that this was his first arrest in this county, in Volusia County, this down in Florida. Now, I don't believe you lived a crime-free life your entire life, and then like the one crime you try to commit is paying two hundred thousand dollars for an eight-year-old. I'm sorry, I don't buy that. Like, I I don't think it's like speeding tickets and then two hundred thousand dollars for buying a kid. I'm sorry, I don't buy that. So, I believe there was probably arrests somewhere else. Now, most of you are decent. 
Most of you listening are probably decent enough. At least decent enough to where you're not going to sell your kid, right? Okay, all right. Well, that's not a very high bar, but all right, I guess. I'm guessing. All right. But my weird curiosity on things has me wondering this. What is the percentage of people listening right now that would at least mentally flip the coin in their head about giving up their kid for 200 grand? Because don't pretend it's 0%. Yeah, I would like for it to be, but of course not. Don't pretend it's that. Now, to me, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like $200,000 is a lot of money, but it doesn't sound like enough money of of like to like to, to make somebody think of that. But somewhere along the line, add drugs into it. Well, and there are people who are going to, I mean, because there's people, there's people who do this. I mean, it's not like this is like unheard of where, right. I mean, every, every week we're talking to some story or, or there's some story in the news where just, you know, atrocious, some idiot just did it right. Atrocious right. acts are committed on children, but $200,000, like, and I'm, I guess $2 million, $200 million. What's the difference there? But $200,000 just doesn't seem like a lot of money. No, I mean, and especially it's a crime on both ends. Obviously, you're not, you know what I mean. Um, can't sell your kid. You're going to get in a ton of trouble for that. Um, you're not allowed to do that. Um, I, I just, I don't get. Here's the other thing. Like, if you're walking through the store, what makes you think that person would do it? Like, where do you, you know what I mean? Like, this is your first arrest. This is the first time you're kind of going through this. So, like, what made you think, well, that woman will sell me the kid? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. This guy's 81. I have zero clue who oh, he yeah, is or what it is. is. Is 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 this going to be, at the very least, hidden behind, like, well, I'm old and I'm crazy and I really didn't know what I was doing. And, like, you know what I mean? I, I didn't really have the $200,000 because I can almost guarantee you the guy didn't. You know what I mean? This was just a, like, a number he pulled out of his butt. Yeah, I'm guessing if you're 81 wandering around a store, right. you probably don't have $200,000, my guess is. I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe you do. I mean, my grandparents had more money than I thought they did. You know what I mean? Just because they ate Fig Newtons every day and went right. to bed at 630. Didn't mean they didn't. Good life. <laughs> it wasn't the worst life. Didn't mean that they didn't have money put away. You know what I mean? So, like, I, but I don't think, I agree with you. I'm sure it wasn't $200,000. I guess, and you're right. I guess if you're 81, you're not really walking up and evaluating the person you're asking. No, you're just kind of like being it. crazy and asking. It, but, uh, end of the day man this guy obviously is a at the, even if he didn't there, there was no crime committed in the sense of like nothing happened he didn't buy a child this dude obviously is a sicko and needs to be locked up for the rest of his life you're 81 yeah, years old i'm all for that absolutely you're 81 years old if you got a younger woman fetish get a 50 year old what the hell are you doing there's plenty there's plenty of age difference there you old creep what the hell are you doing shinedown's playing the cavelli center in youngstown this show's not till march tickets don't go on sale i believe for another couple of days we'll get you hooked up beat the box office right now on shinedown Papa. Also part of that, asking Alexandria on that bill as well. We'll take caller 20 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on Shinedown tickets. And more Stansberry Show next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Does your woman... Phantom begging you to take her to go see that new Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga, A Star is Born movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, my God, dude. Every time that commercial comes out, oh, my God, babe, I cannot wait. It's going to be so good. And it's like, it does look like a good movie. And Bradley Cooper's pretty good at what he does. And let's be honest, Lady Gaga can flat out sing. Like, there's no denying her her talent. And, dude, I'm a little bit of a sap for chick flicks. I, I totally am. I'm totally a sap for that kind of stuff. But I'm already like, Jesus 
Christ, I gotta sit here and watch this damn thing. No, I don't think it's deniable. Lady Gaga, very talented. She did a great job, I thought, in the American horror story that she was in. Like, I, thought, I didn't watch that season. I thought she did great in it. She? That was okay. one of the few ones I've ever watched of it. So cool. I think she has, you know, the ability to be an actress. Um, I can see that. But the whole thing to me is, is like. Well, yeah, Megan, I, I've seen Purple Rain. I've seen Eight Mile. Like, I've, I know what's going to happen here. Like, I've already got this figured out. But, I mean, yeah, I'll be watching it whenever it comes out. Oh, I never even put it through that filter. But, yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> Come on, dude. Um, I'll tell you the commercial that gets me with it is when Dave Chappelle's kind of talking about how, yeah. like, you're on your journey. He's like, and then you just stop somewhere for a minute before you know it. You've been there forever, and you realize it, it's not about where you're going. It's about being happy about where you are. Well, and I was just like, God damn it. Put it dude, if that, put it on an inspirational poster. I want to hang it. Like, I, like he kind of gets me with that commercial, but, like, every time that comes on. It's just like, I can't, it's like, oh my God, I know, you want to go, I know, but you already dragged me to see The Nun, which was horrific. God, The Nun was a terrible movie. And, but this one does actually look pretty good, and now I guess, like, it comes out Friday, but oh my God, there's a sneak peek on this trip tonight at 7 o'clock. She's like, oh my God, I'm going to call, and I'm going to get his tickets, and we're going to get in. I was like, you're not getting into that. No, especially considering that you're not recognizable again. No. So no. I don't know how you expect Stansbury to pull no. those strings. Uh, uh, just for the record, did get noticed, at, uh, get, did get recognized in the sex toy store yesterday. Okay. So I'm apparently recognizable well, enough. Something. I'm recognizable enough. But yeah, I don't know. She's like, she's like, I don't know, dialing, you know, burning skin off her fingertips right now, trying to get us into that Bradley Cooper sneak preak. And I was like, D- am I just supposed to sit next to you while you, you know, swoon over Bradley Cooper? And I'm just supposed to be like, oh, well, yeah, I guess this is normal. Like, you know what I mean? If a hot chick comes across the screen and I unbuckle my pants, am I, you know what Jeez. I mean? Like, why are you allowed to like do this and I'm not? Well, I mean, looking is one thing. Masturbating in public is completely different. So I would just, I'd, I'd ca- be cautious there. It's frowned upon. I, I think, <laughs> I don't know the laws, but I think you're, I think, I think you're probably probably allowed to do it i saw I, I saw the commercial for the connor's reboot on the 16th i think it comes out okay and here's the thing like i get it i get why they're gonna try and i will watch the first one just to see how it plays off but we gotta figure that like murphy brown's coming back like that i think that starts actually tomorrow night murphy brown starts and i loved murphy brown back in the day but it's just going to feel so forced Murphy Brown came out already. Oh, it, was, it did? Yeah. Murphy Brown. This was both last week. Murphy Brown and Tim Allen's Last Man Standing. Murphy Brown, uh, 7.5 million people who watched the uh, the live you know, uh, yeah, re- yeah. return there. Uh, Tim Allen's Last Man Standing, 8.1. So, like, at the end of the day, I mean, like... Is eight point, the 8.1 is pretty good, right? It's all right. 7.5 is all right. But I don't think either one of those are living up to the expectations that Roseanne kind of set there. No, you know I, would, I, mean? I, I would agree for like cancel them. Bro- no, I, I, I agree. I um I watched that first Last Man Standing. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. And part of it was you spent too much time talking about how the other network took you off for no reason. You spent too much time on that. And the middle daughter, who was the hot one, and let's don't don't objectify women. It's a television product, guys. They're trying to get eyeballs on it. Putting attractive people on TV is how you do it. The middle daughter was the hot one, and they couldn't get her to come back. She was she was time committed to movies. They couldn't get Molly Ephraim to come back, and she was the hot one. And they replaced her with a blonde, so it's like totally noticeable. So now that Tim Allen show already replaced the oldest daughter once in the first run in it. Now they had to replace the middle daughter, and it's like, dude, once you start moving around components like that, it's gonna screw with it. It is. 
Um, just to, to give some sort of reference as we talk about these things, uh, the return of Roseanne, the first episode, had almost 22 million viewers. So we're talking double plus what both Murphy Brown and Tim Allen did wow. in their return. So like, wow. Now at the end of the day, do I think Last Man Standing has a place? Of course I do. Eight million viewers at any show, they're going to be like, okay, well this is worth something. Advertisers now, want eight million viewers. Now, now what it comes they down do. to is, will they be able to pull that next week? Will they be able to pull that next season? I don't don't think so. I mean, I, don't. I think Roseanne pulling in 22, you find yourself coming back down to earth in around 11. If you're at eight to start, you're going to come back down to earth around three. And that's where you're probably not going to have a long run of that. I said when ABC took it off that I didn't think it was about, I think it, what it was, was it was the Bill Belichick effect. Let's get off a player a year early versus a year late. That's what ABC did. I don't think it was that he was talking. Poly- I really don't. I know they lean left, but what they do, here's what the, those companies lean, is green. That's what they lean. They lean towards the money. And, dude, if they think they can make money, they're going to keep you where you are. I really don't think Tim Allen's show got taken off of ABC over the politics. I think it's so easy now to say that, and people can duck yeah. underneath that as yeah. an excuse versus owning up to something and going, no, you know what? We were on for six, seven seasons. That's a good run for a television show these days. And you get to there and you're done. And I think ABC was getting out a year early versus a year late. And I also thought Tim Allen was going to cash in mass- massively once Roseanne got taken off there because I was like, oh, okay, well, now that group of people has got only their one hero now right. in Tim Allen, and they're going to circle the wagons and come straight to him. But if $8 million is circling the wagons, Fantone's right. That thing's going to level out, I think, a little higher than what you're estimating. My guess is you'll level out around $5 million, and you'll get about a season of that, and then after that, it'll be ushered out into the, into the still of the night there as well. More $1,000 opportunities are headed your way than... The next one is next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll pass out $1,000 here momentarily. Before we do that, I want to address this uh, this piece of listener email, well, messaging we got via Facebook.com slash Stansberry Show. Jason writes it. says, hey, man, love you. Been following you since you were up in Cleveland. I'll always be a fan. But you need to be true to yourself and to the listeners. Tim Allen's show was mostly assertedly taken off because of politics. It was popular. It had viewership. It had the show. It had what the show needs. It is unprecedented for a network to do what ABC did, and that definitely falls on ABC's leftist shoulders. The show didn't even get much advertising as far as letting everyone know that it was coming out. Once more, people realize that the show is again on on a different network. The viewership will actually go up, and I'd be willing to bet you money on that. Thanks, and keep doing the good work. Okay, I disagree with you a little bit. Doesn't mean I'm wrong or you're wrong. I just disagree with you. I was a big fan of Last Man Standing when it originally aired. As a matter of fact, I binged watched all of it again about over like the last two like months or whatever. I was like watching it at night before I was going to bed. Like most shows, it got stale by the end. Got a little stale. The jokes got kind of old. I get it. I get it. As a matter of fact, notice the first time around, they already did the shot in the arm by giving him a black neighbor. And then like, oh, is that good? What's that going to be? Oh, my God. What's going to happen? They already tried the shot in the arm with it. Get yourself a black neighbor. Okay. They already did it for the contrast. They already tried the contrast. Let's do this. Let's 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 make sure people are still engaged in what we're doing. They've already did it once. And I just now maybe I'm wrong. I'm not saying I'm right. My opinion on why ABC did what they did is you were what? Seven up seven seasons in. 
And it's the Bill Belichick theory. Get off of a player a year too soon versus a year too late. Because what you don't want in TV is, oh my God, why is this still on? That's what you don't want. It's a respectable number that um, season seven of uh, of uh, Last Man Standing got. Uh, the final it was it was averaging a little under eight million viewers per episode. Okay, so, so the same thing that just got they got when they came back, right? And like that's a respectable number, but I think what people often don't really look at here is so with television, obviously your goal is syndication here, and once you do that, you can make more money because I don't have to work, but I still get paid. It's the resi- product's already made; it's just pay me for income. It. It's yeah. you know, it's kind of it's kind of like all right, well, we don't have to work we just get paid and yeah, god like, knows if somebody came to me and said hey we'll pay you for all the best stuff here you go, <laughs> here you go. Here you Dude, go. Let's send them out there ir radio you should think about that amen um but so you get into six episodes or six seasons deep and that's when you can go into syndication because you have enough so like that's often to fill it okay that's often what happens with shows with sitcoms is the goal is to get to six or seven seasons and then it's like, well, now we have to look at the return on it on on on, on you now, know TBS investment. and TNT come after you. So if we can if we can get six out of you, and like you said, kind of Bill Belichick, it cut you off before it's like, well, now I want more money, and now I want this. That's the win win win. What it costs to produce an episode of Last Man Standing? I'm gonna Can't assume that much. I, well, I'm assuming Tim Allen made a lot of money. It's the biggest part, yeah, he's. It's not like it's not like Lord of the Rings where it's like or, or, or the Game of Thrones where it's like oh my god it's a million dollar like budget for just the special effects dramatics it's, and like, it's it's Tim Allen he's the he's what's costing the most money yeah it, I mean that, that was it Tim Allen was the star it was Tim Allen and then, then a bunch of also rands here's the other point why did somebody nobody can ever explain this away to me when everybody wants to bitch to me about ABC being too leftist and that's why it happened nobody can ever explain this so why would the same network Cancel Tim Allen over politics and then go hire Roseanne and be like, right. you're going to Trump it. Give us the Trumper. You know why? Dude, uh, ABC, are they leftist? Yes, but they're greenest above everything else. They want to make that money, bro. They're after that bread. And if you can deliver it, they're going to want you to deliver it. Now, you're going to say, well, they fired Roseanne. No, no, no. Roseanne fired Roseanne, bro. Like, we live in that society now. Do I think people should be fired over tweets? Absolutely, 100% not. But they do, and she had to know that. And more so, ABC didn't fire Roseanne. ABC didn't. You know who did? The people listening right now did. The advertisers did because they don't want their dish soap next to that. They don't want their beer next to that. They don't. Dude, she knew what she did. She knew she was going to. But the network's not going to cancel one show for being political and then go dragoon another one to come back and then be political. Final season of Last Man Standing, the season finale, under six million people. So, like, there is a lack. I mean, like, there's an up and a down to it. And like I said, it's very much a financial decision here of, like, okay, we've milked all. We've we've got all the blood out of this stone that we possibly can. Does it make more sense for us to continue production and paying Tim Allen this money? Or does it make more sense for us to say, you know what, guys, we're done. Here you go, TBS syndication and and, and move on with your lives. Jason's still listening and we appreciate that. He says, hey, man, thank you for talking about it. He's like, I respect your opinion. I don't like to argue about stuff to each his own. Take care of yourself. Jason, I'm not trying to argue with you. Either. I just I'm I'm trying to you know tell you where I'm coming from, and it's easier for me to do it long form versus typing it to you. I just I, this is easier um, to get my opinion out, and I really do. I said it then, and and I'm standing by it. I don't believe now again, and I kind of roll my eyes at the leftists. Now I lean left, but the extreme left kind of pisses me off. You guys listen to the show; you should be able to pick that much up at least. But I don't believe it. But you know why? Because they're capitalists at most. And let's be honest: that company may lean one way. But the guy running it, where's he live? 
My guess is Orange County, next to near all the other Republicans and their big castles. And here's what a lot of people who are in the entertainment industry, they lie about how much left they are. They lie about it, especially the guys that run those companies. They like to say they're left because it's nice and it's polite and this and that. But behind closed doors, dude, they're the CEOs, just like everybody else. So, of course, they're just sitting there rubbing their money, $100 bill hands together, thinking about how they're going to screw you over your job and put you out in the middle of the rain and the cold. They're not really that leftist. The ideals may come off that way because it's nice and it looks polite. But at the end of the day, the guy running the company is a billionaire who's sitting there going, they're falling for all of it. That's what's happening behind that closed door. Just worth noting, uh, the, the premiere of Last Man Standing, a little over 8 million people watched that. Um, the season premiere of... This is the return now. Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. The season premiere of Blue Bloods, 8.7 million people watched that. So it's not like this came back, because if there were that many people that supported it and were like, hey, dude, it much like Roseanne came back with 22 million. That's big. That's undeniably big. And, 8 million is like, well, that's a TV show. And again... I would argue that Tim Allen and Roseanne are on the same level of popularity, right? So it goes to show you it wasn't just Roseanne. It's the brand of the show that made people want to come back for it at 22 million. Now, I believe it slipped pretty hard the following weeks after that, Roseanne. I don't remember exactly, but I think... I think I remember you Googling it last time and it fell down to somewhere like around 12, but I could be way off there. But once again, that's... 10 million viewers just walked out the door. Right, but that but that's still five, four or five million plus of like every other show. So it's like it's like NFL ratings where it's like, well, they're slipping. And it's like, yeah, but they're Compared still... Compared to what? Yeah, but they're still 47 out of the top 50 shows on TV. So it's like the, the ranker matters too. I mean, market share matters, but the ranker matters too. End of the day, dude, if, if you're right. If, if, if there's enough audience here, then capitalism will win here. Somebody will Every come, last time. And somebody will come in and they'll watch it and there'll be there'll be an audience for it and it'll be sold. Money talks, bro. It's just the way it is. It's the way it will always be. We're not even at Halloween yet, and I already got a list of 60 places that will not be open and taking your money on Thanksgiving Day. We'll run that down after you get hooked up at this thousand dollars on Rock 1069. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106. Rock 1069. Well, welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, also online for you at WRQK.com, where you can find stellar content like this, where we have a video of a woman who sells stuff that she made out of moose poop. Yeah. All right. That's the kind of stuff we're doing here. All right. <laughs> That's where the bar's set at Rock 106.9, moose poop. I always do this every time I'm forced to say that. I understand that there are certain things that on... Readily accessible platforms like television and radio, you should not be able to do and or say, right? I do. I get it. You got kids. I understand there's a line. I do. But at 43, I still got to say poop. Like, I mean, come on. I mean, after now I know it's safe harbor technically is what it's called in the broadcasting industry. But like FXX is now like, dude, they're getting to the F word now. Like they're getting, I mean, they're getting all the way there now. It's like, so, I mean, dude, the S word, as I have to say that and feel like I'm six years old, like, I got, like, oh, dude, when are we, this country needs, first of all, we need a vice reevaluate, you know, we need to evaluate vices in this country, just admit that adults are going to do what adults are going to do. And so just let them guy get out there and dude, you want to buy a prostitute, buy a prostitute. You want, you want to buy marijuana, buy marijuana. Like we just, we need to get there. Right. But also that, you know what? This worrying of the societal standard, and we were just talking about this a couple of weeks ago, it's already slipped. We're here. 
Remember? And I said, I was like, don't mock super religious people because they're right. They told you about the slipping in the standard. Now what do we have? 16 and pregnant and my teen moms and like all this stuff. They were right. It happens. But why it's okay that it happens is that your neighbor has freedom too. This is what I'm always saying. Freedom is messy because your neighbor has it too. But at the end of the day, why am I not allowed to speak the way most of you speak? If you slam on your brakes right now, kid in the backseat of the car, guess what words are coming out of your mouth? So why is it all right for you to say it to your kid, but I can't? Why? I don't, I don't understand that. We need to reevaluate how all of that goes down. Meanwhile, dude, you'll go and pay people for podcasts who say it. <laughs> but then if I do it, like you want to demonize me. I don't get it at all. I don't understand that. I will never, ever understand that. We have to do this story probably 25 times between now and Thanksgiving. Okay. Okay. So we're going to do it for the first time right now on October the 3rd. <laughs> okay. Because good. We need it. All right. They're already putting out the list of stores that will not, will not be open on Thanksgiving Day to take your money. Now, I have been turned around on this. Once upon a time, my theory was... Why not be open? I'm an American, too. I, my family lives in Las Vegas. I don't have stuff to do for Thanksgiving. I should be able to go places. I should be able to buy things. Okay. But that's a very selfish attitude. Because those, what am I going to do? Go buy three things? Maybe? Go to three places Thanksgiving Day? Maybe? And now a couple hundred people have to be away from their wives, kids, family members on Thanksgiving Day so I can go buy whatever the hell it is I could wait until tomorrow to buy? Like, if, if, here's the thing. Well, what things need to be open? Why? If you know nothing's going to be open, what will happen? You'll plan accordingly, and you'll go and buy the things. And if you forgot the strudel for Thanksgiving dessert, guess what? You're going to live, and probably longer. So, like, I don't understand what the problem is. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% on the other side of this, where, like... Really? Yeah, because at the, end, at, at the end of the day, people go and buy stuff these days. If if nobody was showing up to spend money, companies wouldn't open up their doors because it's like, well, dude, we don't nobody's coming on Thanksgiving Day. And maybe 50 years ago, maybe that was the case. Maybe the gas station wasn't selling any gas, so therefore it wasn't it wasn't a smart idea to have it open. But whether we're talking about Black Friday sales like that start on Thursday, that start Thanksgiving night, or we're talking about people that go out to eat, or we're talking about movie theaters, I, if, 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 if capitalism is to be believed, then we would close the doors because nobody's coming to spend the money, but people are coming to spend the money. Therefore, I, the retailer, I'm opening up my goddamn doors. Okay, well, there's a little bit of this that kind of flies in the face of what you're saying because it's 60 retailers are going to be closed and there's some big ones. Costco, Ikea, Sam's Club, Home Depot, Lowe's, all on the list. They're staying closed. So... Maybe it's what they're selling, but Costco sells everything. I mean, Walmart, Target are open, though. You know what I'm saying? They'll be open Thanksgiving. So it's just like I, I get where they're coming from. And there are some businesses where it probably just makes financial sense. Maybe even more so. It's like, OK, well, how much are we going to sell versus how much is it going to cost to be open? But it's not just how much are we going to sell. If we close, how much bonus points do we get? How many good guy points do we get? Because it's like, well, we're not making our workers work. We're not. We're not doing that. You know, so there's equity in that. Oh, you get yes, yes. You, that, that's part of why they're doing it. So, like, I, 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 I and I, it always boggles my mind too that why is Thanksgiving the holiday where it's like, oh my god, we can't do it, dude. Everything's open Easter Sunday. Everything. 
And isn't that supposed to be the highest, holiest day of them all? Yeah, because you know why? Because we've removed the religion out of these holidays. So it's it's become just, it's the, the, it's just become a reason not to go to work. I feel the same way about Thanksgiving, though. It's like, well, I, at the end of the day, I don't have to go to work, and I'm happy about it. But if you're open, you got to go to work. I'm a capitalist, okay? So I, I, I am going to have a hard time arguing against what you're saying. Because I believe in money rules all things, right? But... Could I not make the argument that society would be better off that if we had never gone down this path and there were days where it's just like, no, dude, stay home with the family, do the thing, and we kind of then retain that Norman Rockwell, um, safe American thing that maybe you never had. But that, That's what but, I was going to say. But I, mean, but, but I mean, isn't there something to be said about lo- loss of community feeling through that? Yeah, 16 and pregnant is a thing now, but teenage pregnancy rates are down considerably. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yes, yes, that Norman Rockwell painting would be great, but at the end of the day, number one, I don't think it ever existed. And number two, like there, there, there may be truth in that, but, but, but like, so, so, so it's okay. So it's okay. The Browns are going to play a game on Christmas. The Cavs are going to play a game on Christmas. Yeah. I mean, you got the nacho guy out there. You got the parking lot guy out there. You got everyone. the beer guy out there. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people working for that. And I get it. I understand the frustration of like, well, I deserve to have a holiday with my family too. And you do. The day before, the day after, whatever. Dude, sometimes you have to make sacrifices in life. And, like, that's that's the grind of it. So, like, I, 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 I vast majority of the time, I try to stand up for working people. And in this case, I think I still am in the sense of, like, yeah, man, this is when you work retail. Guess what? You're working Black Friday. That's, that's how it goes. Dude, there's some big companies that are going to stay closed. TJ Maxx, Staples. Sam's Club, PetSmart, Pet Boys, Nordstrom's, Mattress Firm, Marshalls, Lowe's, Joanne Stores, Home Goods, Home Depot, Hobby Lobby, of course. Do do any of these places open up Friday at midnight? Like Thursday, Thursday at midnight, going Thursday, into that Friday, Friday morning. You know, it doesn't tell me. I they'll they'll get that out there be, because you can be closed on Thanksgiving, but that doesn't mean people aren't working. If you're having Black Friday sales and it's like, oh well, we're gonna close down on Thanksgiving. Somebody's in the store. You got people in there setting stuff up, dude. For sure so you do. once again, I understand you do whatever you want as a company. I get it, but you're looking for the pat on the back here, and that's what you're gambling on. That's what you're rolling the dice on. Is the pat on the back from being closed will be worth more than the the capital that comes in from being open. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I said, I am. I believe in capitalism because it's the best system the world has seen thus far. Okay, um, not that it's perfect, but it is the best system the world has seen thus far. But being raised the son of a minister, I I can't help but think that my dad would have been right about this. Where it's like, if you just leave people at home and you just know, it's like, dude, leave the credit card in your pocket, set sit around the table, and I don't know on Thanksgiving, be thankful for what you already have versus like go out there and make sure you're acquiring more. I know you want to save money on the stuff you're going to buy for Christmas. It's on sale right now. It's probably cheaper than it is right now because they haven't raked up the prices yet for the holiday spending. It's like I always talk about that book, Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. And he says in there, people want to bitch to me about Christmas making them broke. No, bro, you made yourself broke. Christmas is at the same time every year, dog. They don't move it. (laughs) They don't move it. So if Christmas makes you broke every year, guess what? You're an idiot (laughs) because you didn't plan for it. I mean, and I tell everybody about that book. Don't read it if you can't handle hard truths about yourself because the first three chapters are him sitting you down, calling you a financial moron. And he's right. It's Dude, when I read that book, I was like, oh, my God, I've been an idiot my entire life. And I'll give you one of my favorite quotes from it. Having a budget 
is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where the hell it went. I don't know. I, Phantom's not wrong on what he's saying. You're not. You're not wrong. But I do believe that had we never gone down this path, that that community thing, that maybe we'd still have a little bit of it, and maybe does it, would that have led to a little less depression, maybe a little less problems with the youth? I don't know. Maybe I'm taking it too far, but I'd like to think maybe that's what would have happened. I, of course, don't know that to be sure. And again, like I said, I'm having a hard time arguing this because I'm a capitalist at the end of the day. I want to make money. So do you. And so I believe in the almighty dollar. But I do believe that had we never given up that American ideal of you know family and table and togetherness, that maybe we would be better off today. But I don't know that to be true. There is more Stansberry Show for you. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Shortly after 10 a.m., Shannon's going to get you hooked up with $1,000 on Rock 106.9. That will continue until 9 o'clock this evening we do it. So Fishhead getting in on the action after 3 o'clock as well. If you missed earlier, um, we were talking about there's like five new versions of kink that they suggest everybody try. Right. And so one of them was like, you know, sex toys and that kind of thing. And, uh, and the girl and I actually went sex toy shopping yesterday. And so I posted a photo of something I bought. Now, we haven't opened the package yet. Now, of course, people are like, oh, my God, will it fit in there? And, oh, my God, you need it? You can't get it done? I mean, welcome to, like, honestly, low-hanging fruit. Um, But the real reason why I posted that photo, if I'm going to be honest, it was not to invite all of you into my bedroom, because I'm really not that kind of person. But more so, it was about the fact that my mother... And like two of her like 70 year old friends started following the Facebook page. And now my mom comments on stuff oh, and she God. likes stuff. And she, yeah, like my mom's like hanging around the product now. And I've been telling her for a while, get away from this. Get away from this. Because sooner or later, the weirdos, the people who take things too seriously, the people who listen too much, like that stuff, dude, they're gone. It's all going to be a problem. And now I'm going to have to get in there and like be knocking heads around to protect you. So I'm starting to like post stuff that's going to make my mom go, okay, yeah, yeah, you know what? I don't want to know this about my son. I'm, that would be one of them for sure. I'm, I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to do that. That that's what I was doing there. Keith Kennedy uh, commented on on the picture of it, and he was like, "Hey, remember that time I told you me and my wife would, would double date with you, dude?" He's like, "Yeah, we're out." <laughs> he's like, "We're out." We're, he's like, "We don't want to have dinner with you guys anymore." Keith Kennedy and C Ring, those things are way too close in that sense, right there, dude. Just enough, enough. Yeah. So before we get out of here. Uh, it was the other day uh, we were on the air and I said, oh, man, I said, if, if you haven't heard Oracle reopened, they're on Cleveland Avenue now. And if you haven't been yet, you should check it out because it actually came out great. Josh and his crew did an amazing job. Um, and if you're a fan of like a wide beer selection, the Oracle was always well known for that. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, dude, he goes deep in the beer bag there. He uh, and, and he knows everything. Like I started talking to him about beer one night. And he just knew everything. And Fantone always uh, knocks people who say, man, there's nothing to do. Nothing to do. Well, tonight at the New Oracle, I just saw this, uh, you know, via somebody on Facebook. Wednesday, October the third, obviously tonight, seven thirty, is "Kiss the Sky," which is a Jimi Hendrix, like I let's call it tribute. Tickets are twenty bucks. I would totally throw a twenty dollar bill at this. Now, I'm not the biggest Jimmy fan. Like I like Jimmy. It's not that, but I've always said people get really mad. I've always said I felt like he was a little overrated, little overrated. I mean, he turned his amplifier up the wrong way and got a bunch of credit for it now he's cool music sounds great the first record was amazing but i always felt like eh, for my money i would probably take clapton as a player would probably take dickie betts as a player 
But I, uh, but I do like Jimmy a lot, and I do like him. And uh, dude, I gotta tell you, that is pretty cool, right? Like for again, nothing ever happens here. And we always say this, nah, dude, you just don't like doing stuff. I could drop you off in Chicago, L.A., Atlanta, and you'd be like, "There's nothing to do here." And it's like, nah, dude, you just like Netflix. I just think that you don't have $25. I think that's what this is boiled down to for me. I put together the list of national touring artists who came through Canton since this show has been a deal, and it's mind-boggling. I just mean mind-boggling. Yeah, and that was nothing a long to list. Do, nothing to do here. Nothing to do. You just don't have $35, okay? Like, that's what it is. You don't. Okay. Well, all right. I wasn't going to try to be I that. I, I wasn't going to try to be that negative. I will. <laughs> yeah, you sure are. You sure are. Again, Shannon will get you hooked up with $1,000. She'll do so after 10 a.m. We're done. Podcast the show, anything you missed, shortly after 10 a.m. at WRQK.com. Aside from that, you guys have a great afternoon. See ya. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9.